the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 225 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. For this episode, we're going to call this one El Rey for very obvious reasons. Uh, Of course, El Rey is back, crowned by Brian Rodriguez. Y'all know the king. It is what it is. And of course, for the amazing Tifo. uh, And we'll discuss that further. But before we get into all that madness and all the fun of opening day, let's welcome back our crew and a plus one, an amazing one. Uh, Araceli, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. It's this is different. It's a lot of fun to actually be live chatting with you guys, then kind of chatting up to the side. <laughs> right in the, in, into the into the gallery. Now you're you're right into the uh, fire now, and we're beyond proud and happy to have you on board. And so everybody knows the reason. One of the big reasons Araceli's coming on tonight is she's actually writing an article for us this week, and we'll be writing articles from time to time for us uh, in regards to the club. Um, background stuff, not just like game by game stuff that Ben does and and his his angle, but Araceli is going to look a little deeper into some background stuff. And in this case, this week, Araceli, tell him what your article is going to be about. So actually, my article that should be coming out tomorrow, I'm still kind of going over the final edits of it, is going to be on our newest goalkeeper, Maxime Crepu. It, I had the pleasure of speaking with him on Tuesday, and I think you guys are going to enjoy him this season. He's a very genuine person. The way he answered questions, you know, he has a lot of personality. And this isn't the first time that, like, I've heard him speak in an interview because just a few weeks ago, while he was with the Canadian national team, um, the Canadian press did allow LAFC media members to join in and kind of listen And the way that he spoke about Los Angeles, you know, he was very excited to be here. And now that he actually is here and part of the black and gold community, he's just over the moon and excited for this season. Awesome to hear. Uh, Any little tidbits or or teasers for this for this article that we might want to know about before they jump in? Um, I guess the kind of the teasers that I can give is that. We did speak about that moment of the 58th minute where we saw Crepu not get one, but two Rapids players, which he goes into like full detail of what led up into that moment. And ultimately, you know, just again, you know, expresses um, interest in the club itself and what he looks forward to, you know, now living on this side of the country line. Excellent. Who knew he was a hugger? What can you say? Um, yeah, you know, and those who are at the game know how personable he really is. And they pretty much had to drag him off the field post game because of how engaged he is with everyone. And, you know, the love is there. You see it in his face, right? I mean, you were talking to him. You probably got that energy from him as well. Oh, definitely. You know, like I mentioned before, he's very personable. He's very energetic. He's very genuine. And um, unfortunately, you know, I wasn't there for 
the home opener, but from what I've seen from fans' videos and pictures, he is that type of guy to, as you put it, you know, you have to drag him off the field because he could probably be there till the last fan leaves. Exactly. I, I you know, the way, the way we're playing now, he could probably hang out in a couple stand before anything comes our way in a few of these games. So we'll, we'll see what shenanigans he's going to be up to this season. But beyond happy to have you on. Uh, and officially have you have your first article release as of hopefully tomorrow uh, for everybody to check out. But dude, no doubt I'm looking forward to it. Uh, of course, we go before we go further. Got to introduce our other usual suspects up there. Uh, Tony and Bam, welcome, gentlemen. Bam, how are you feeling today? Yeah, not too bad. Um, bit of a busy morning. Um, if you see, hear some background noise, it's just construction in my backyard, getting that all redone at the moment, so getting new retaining walls and all that. Um, but yeah, just been busy. and Unfortunately, I'm going to have to miss watching next week's game live because I've got something on that day, but we'll definitely be getting, catching the um, replay for that one. Excellent, excellent, man. And I know you, you auditioned a bit of a new tech for us this last week, at least for the second half, right? How'd that yeah, go? Yeah, yeah. When I write, um, my computer decided to let's do a massive update and let's change everything around for the first half. So that wasn't what I was expecting to happen, but it is where it is. So we'll um, look into that and not next game, but the game after should be back up and running for it. So in case you guys saw, uh, I guess our Discord channel, uh, Bam was was doing some awesome stuff there. And so he'll, he'll keep you guys posted when those are going to be coming up. Obviously the big games is going to be something I think Bam's going to really jump in for uh, to give you guys some coverage, especially those that can't get to the game uh, to jump in with him, talk to him and actually see how the game's flowing from his perspective. So look forward to that. Tony, how are you doing? I know you've got to be recovering just a little bit from the Coppola stand. Dude, it was hot as hell. Like I think I've like I had to drown myself in water a couple times, but it was um I'm doing really well. I'm excited that we got a 3-0 start to the season. It felt as we'll get into it, it felt really well that we have someone in the back with a good leadership, and it just felt odd. But overall, it was good. It was a massive turnout. Um, everyone's very welcoming, like always, and it was just fun. So, yeah, it was great to have familiar faces on hand right seeing everybody after after a good absence yeah we had the preseason game but this was full tilt this was the real deal proper tailgate it was really great to see everyone and you know hugs abound uh it was it was cool definitely in case you guys again don't know tony when he talks about our matches does the reviews for the matches it's all after the fact it's not what what, what he saw in person because his back is facing the game he's leading in the 32-52. He's on the stand. And in this game, Casey basically gave him the hard run. He had to go out there and pretty much the entire match was was one of the guys. So uh, this was probably the most minutes I've seen Tony in the stand, in the stand, uh, taking care of business. So Tony, good on you, man, for doing what you do and then coming on with us after the fact and, and doing the homework to make it happen, dude. We're, we're beyond... Uh, thankful brother good of course stuff, man. anytime like i said it's like all for the it's all for you guys it's all for the passion of this club that we all enjoy and love and it's like i said it's no big deal like and anybody who is my in my position who wants to do that it's like go for it like i i want you to take my spot almost <laughs> yeah that's the one thing it's challenging to be a couple it is 
but it's highly rewarding. Tony will tell you that the energy that you feel up there is next level. For me, I'll be the first to tell you it ain't my forte. It's all good. Leave it to the guys that are better at it. You know, when Jimmy was there and, and Casey, it's like, yeah, let, let them go, you know, because they're the ones with the energy. Make the best do what they do best. So, yeah, Tony now is that new generation. Uh, we've got others up there as well. You see them. It's expanding. But again, Ethan. the more yeah, Ethan's rocking it. That's for sure. Kobe's doing what he's got to do. Sean, Arquita, he's, he was kicking butt last game as well on our end. Of course, you got the usual suspects in the middle. Uh, and over in D9 with, with Ray and Julio and everybody else. So we're in good hands. That That is for certain. But, yeah, next time, check out Tony, see what he's up to, and uh, ask him if you want to know about more about being a, a couple and putting the work in. It's all good things. So on that note, let's get into the mix and talk about what's going on today. Uh, of course, opening day will lead in. Uh, again, talking about who we saw, what was going on, how we were building. Uh, highlights, Tony. Your impressions going in, tailgate, the whole thing was all good? It was all good. Um, of course, there are some things that um, there'll be, we cannot speak in front of this because it's not our situation that we need to talk about. It will be resolved and see what happens moving forward. But we are fully with full for everybody, equality and everything, and no one's discounted for that. But, after, but, even before that, like even after that, like it was just good seeing everybody else, everybody like back in the tailgate, some new faces coming in that I've never seen coming up and like saying what's up. And then the setup, everyone was just high telling and we were just, again, nervous for the introduction of which was the new Tifa, which was kind of like I said, it was a very yeah. joyful one. Like I grabbed two tequila shots for me and Casey to cheat to cheers in, in the couple sand when that thing went up <laughs> dude next level once again um ultimately we would have preferred to have it go up on the pulley you couldn't do it this time but it's okay because making everybody participates probably even better anyway right everybody gets a piece of this thing pulls it up makes it happen uh, i was lucky enough to be one of the guys that had to catch it on the way up which is always fun to do uh to prevent it from keep going you know and and, and doing that i always enjoy and of course the painting process, the tracing process, and all the work that went into doing that. Uh, Gil uh, from from Cuervos, 3252, he is the, the TIFO master, uh, getting that organized, putting in so many hours to get this thing across the line, making sure that we budget things properly and spend crazy money, which we're talking about memberships again, uh, to, to get this moving. And, and, you know, he puts it in there. Uh, Fernando, I call him formidable Fernando, uh, doing a lot of the design work and most of the work on the face um, to make it happen. I got the paint as well. And, and again, it's always fun to do it. It could be hot, could be nasty, could be burning up, getting that paint going on a warm day. Doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's totally worth it. And you saw what happened. Um, once again, yeah, 3250 doing something completely original. Uh, I don't think anyone's ever, ever done Chente on a uh, Tifo before. So that's super original. Nope. Um, and his son, actually, if you saw social media, actually gave a shout out about it as well, which is really, really cool to know that the family, um, the family's happy about it, you know. And then, uh, yeah, it's just overall a good thing. And of course, Volver, Volver, Volver. 
that we're back, right? It just makes mm -hmm. perfect sense that we're all back together. That would be a perfect thing to say under the circumstances. So, yeah, all good things on that end. Beyond happy to see where we're at. And of course, to match that would, of course, be the performance and the match as well. Araceli, how did things line up? I know Colorado is a familiar foe. Who did they have out there? Who are we facing? For the Colorado side, of course, you know, we saw the return of like Mark Anthony Kay. And it's always good to see him back at the bank, even though he's wearing the wrong colors. But we still accept them. <laughs> oh, oh it, it just seemed kind of like the typical Rapids lineup. But of course, you know, shifting over to the LEFC side real quick, we did see a lot of new players make their debuts, actually, like Escobar. Uh, Crepu, of course, and forgive me if I'm mispronouncing his name. I I feel like I am in a sense, but I, I think Crepu is the correct pr pronunciation. Um, we also had Acosta and Ilie, and of course, I like to see uh, Mahala, Vela, and Rodriguez, you know, back up front. So the lineups in a were definitely in a way a little predictable, but. I like the, obviously we had a good result with it. Yeah. I think the only real surprise for many of us was the, the fact that Chicho was sitting and Apoku got the start. Mm -hmm. um, that was the only surprise. Maybe there was some knock, maybe there wasn't. It sounds like there wasn't that it was a choice. And, you know, if we're looking at form and preseason, the guy that probably had the most impressive preseason was Apoku. So this could be, a new era with Cherandola where if you're playing well, you're looking in form, that's who's going to get to play rather than, well, we know the typical, this is the guys I trust. This is more of a opportunistic take on things by letting the guys that earn their place, get out there and put the minutes in, which I'm good with. I think that's an awesome change. Instead of always going with your favorites, whether they're playing bad or playing good, that you're just giving the guys the best opportunity. That's a good thing. That's a healthy way of looking at a lineup. Uh, other surprises, not much. I think from what we all saw there, that's kind of who we wanted. Uh, Palacios was a debate with Hollingshead, but he went with a guy that's been here all preseason, right? That's been there for the majority. So in trust and, and, and minutes. Yeah. And then Palacios also had a great, you know, setup for the last preseason game. So it just made sense. Uh, early stages of the match, of course, were very tentative. You could say both sides feeling each other out. Uh, for me, it was more mature. I'll say that in the first 20 minutes or so, where it used to be where we run and gun, turn it over, run and gun, turn it over. A lot of choices were made where to play a little more conservative. Like we'd make a, we'd make a push. It didn't look right. We'd start it over. That's not something we used to do in the past. And now we're seeing a lot more of that. At least that's my impressions of the way it went out is yes, it can be exciting, but protecting things is important. And maintaining possession is important and maintaining shape even more important. And that's exactly what we saw for the first few minutes is they're getting used to it. Of course, ki things kicked off wild. Tony, give us the highlights of this first half. What happened? So pretty much in like we started off like Colorado is their first game again with a new with a new lineup as well because they don't have a DP. They just come off a getting kicked out of the CCL. So we thought we were going to come out angry and stuff like that. And um, I was actually, um, I was back with Mark Anthony K actually spoke with him because he was coming down the 3252 and 
he didn't, from what he said, he didn't want to leave. That's from his words. He didn't want to leave. It was a team choice, but he didn't want to leave. He loves it. He loves it here and he still has mad respect. I told him for him, I was like, go, go to the world cup and win it for yourself. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, that's the plan. So he was happy about that. But um, moving in forward to it, like the 13th minute Vela almost started off his, uh, goal scoring super early and fortunately went wide a little bit but it was the moments of what Vela was pretty much working for his contract at this point let's just say as i guess we're already in talks to re-signing him after one game okay but <laughs> so we're gonna hear this a lot in the 28th minute um, we have Palacios to Ili to Vela to Acosta with a handball. And like I say, the reason I say this is because Ili and Acosta in that midfield just seem to mesh really well. I've never seen a midfield mesh this quickly in the in a, like a short period of time. Because again, the only returning person in the midfield is Sifu. Ili's new to the system. So is Acosta. And that's it like it sifu is the new quote-unquote out to us and he has to fit these guys in but it seemed like they've been playing the chemistry is right there like they're playing well together nowhere to find each other and everything so akosa was able to try to cross it and um one of the defenders for colorado decided to raise his hand up more than he needed to and first penalty of the year for for the mls and vela just go for an otherwise steady lalas abubakar gets mm-hmm. caught with a hand high like otherwise he's a pretty solid defender but this game they were tying him up in knots and in this case he made the mistake of bringing his hand up not quite natural i would say um and he got caught on the play uh Arisley, would you say that would pretty much stone cold penalty right Oh, definitely. I 100% agree with that. And to kind of go back to the lineups real quick, I forgot to mention that uh, Chicho, he did not start because Sharondolo did say that he picked up an injury late into the preseason. So that's why we saw him kind of come in in the second half. But no, I I definitely agree with you, uh, especially for that penalty. And, you know, like Tony was saying with Ilya of how smart he is in the midfield, like I had no doubts that he would blend in very well, very quickly. Of course, you know, uh, Sporting Kansas City misses him like crazy. It was the same feeling of when LAFC acquired Latif Blessing. So it does not surprise me that Ilya had a very strong performance for his first match. Will he continue to do that throughout the season? I hope so. But, you know, going back to the penalty, I think it was well-deserved and it's definitely the if I could argue like the confidence booster that Vela needed. Yeah. Get one, get one out of the way. If it has to be a penalty, let it be a penalty, break, break the duck. It's fine. Uh, and he did fine with it. It was no question. It was going in. So yeah, Arisa, that is true. You've been, you've seen Ilya play live for a million matches. Pretty much. You've <laughs> seen the ups and downs, him playing multiple positions, health, not health. You really, you have the the kind of the inside track over all of us on an Ilya. Was that a vintage Ilya performance, or even more is to be, to be expected? I think that there's a bit more to be expected because the way that he played, he uh, as I mentioned, you know, he it doesn't surprise me because I have seen him play at that level before. But at the same time, I have 
I saw like a renewed energy in a sense, because I don't think Ilya was one of those players that wanted to leave Sporting Kansas City because he has spent a lot of time here, you know, building up that relationship with Andrew Fontas, especially in the back. And last season, they really built that chemistry. So to see him leave not only shocked SKC fans, but I think it shocked him as well in a sense. So it was I'm very curious to see how he performs, especially in the Easter match when Sporting KC visits LAFC. But to answer your question, I think he can only go up from here. Health looks good on him, right? He doesn't look like there's any anything going there. So, yeah, we're we're beyond lucky to have him and to have the lineup around him that we're building. I think just fits him that much better we heard Chirandolo talking about him post game and how impressed he was and I think all of us across the board are just like did you expect it to be that good we knew he'd be good but that good yeah I mean it is one game but if, if that's your sign and that's your getting out the rust what's it going to be like when he's in full you know mid-season form we're pretty darn good so yeah it's super impressive Game keeps going on, of course. Uh, any other highlights, Tony, you want to talk about? There's a few I know of. Yeah, 100%. So pretty much at the uh, 35th minute, um, Sifu, um, now I like you can literally see him across from anywhere in the field because of his new hairstyle, um, steals the ball and gets it quick back and finds Vela in, a, in an open position. I don't know if it was offsides or not, but he finds them and slots it in for goal number two. And that's how we pretty much end the half because like, it's just like a strong two zero half. We're going in strong. Colorado doesn't seem to be finding their footing, but we're going moving forward. Like, like as Rich always puts his little train hype train thing going on. The, the rich hype train. You got to just know it's coming every time. I got to say though, to see Vela fight off Lalas Abu Bakar again, make him look like a fool, uh, on a full sprint, fighting a man off your back and, and, and having the wherewithal to get the proper touches ahead to finish it, this is a different Vela than last year. I think we all know this. And you got to wonder, was he really, really playing with a knock last year? Because that kind of speed didn't exist last season. What he put up in that moment was not Vela last year. And we've been talking in the offseason as well, as well as you're going to take more of a reserve role, setting it up. No, he's not. He's not. He knows exactly what he wants to do. Uh, and that moment right there, that breakaway, to, to know that he still has that in him, it blew my mind, honestly. It, it was that good. Bam, was that your impression as well? Like, where did that come from? Pretty much. Watching players and Sydney going... For the match, right, he's going to be a bit reserved, a bit laid back, all that. He came out firing like there was no tomorrow. He was playing as though this is his last game for the club. He was playing like there was no tomorrow. And it was amazing. He's definitely playing, right? I, maybe he's going to have that mindset of every game game could be my last, so I'm not going to let anything go, which that's, that works for me, but right? That's pretty much the way I saw it. I saw it like going, he's coming in here to him. He's got to give it all. He's yeah. playing for a contract, plain and simple. He wants to stay. He wants to get a big payout. And if he keeps playing like this, I think we might have to give him the big payout he wants. Let's give him the big payout, but after the Carson match. Because I need this every week through that match. 
We need that. Don't give them a contract before then. Keep them hungry, right? I, I look at it at the moment, put it down to a week-by-week week contract. You keep playing with this, we'll sign you for another week. You don't play with this, we'll think about it. <laughs> your extension is going to be weekly past the current one. <laughs> Every time you get a good one, you extend the season a little bit longer. <laughs> Sounds like some video game, man. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, no, it, it was, again, super impressive. Araceli, the... Develop performance after that second goal where you're like, what's next? <laughs> oh, man. the All three goals, I was pretty much the same way. Well, you know, what's next? Uh, but especially after the second goal, if it's like he basically gave us all a master class of how to negotiate our contracts, really. Right, sobering. Like, yes, I am the king, and this is how the king operates. Totally, totally. So, game moves along. Yeah, let's push it out to there. Fiftieth minute, Tony, break down the fiftieth minute goal because that was, of course, perfection. It was again, like like I was saying before, Illy finds Sifu, who finds Vela, and it's the signature goal that we see him time and time again on the right side with his left foot curler in for the hat trick and that's when he that's when b-rod decides to do the infamous famous crown picture now we need to make him a crown <laughs> <laughs> we need a vela crown you've seen babe ruth pictures where he's wearing a crown right home run mm-hmm. king vela needs king of la he is the king of la you do that you're king uh dude classic left foot right that's his money foot like that's mm-hmm. that's how it works the funny part to me is when he did it before the shot happened, I think everybody went, oh, uh-oh. You, you could kind of see it. Like, oh, man, he's got this guy beat. He's dead. And then Vela had a look on his face as he's taking the shot where he's already basically in his head celebrating this thing before he even lets it go. You could tell there was a smile on his face as he's ripping that ball. It was so confident, so pure. Yeah, absolute perfection, I got to say. Uh, hats off, quite literally, for the hat trick. Um, amazing, amazing, yeah, without a doubt. Tony, were you tempted to throw a hat? No, <laughs> I was like, I wasn't tempted no. to throw a hat. Like, I we just... know the rules in the stadium. Can't yeah, do exactly. It. <laughs> like, but I throw a tempted. beer. That's yeah. okay. You could throw as many beers as you want. That's perfectly fine. Just keep the cup in hand. Uh, yeah, that was that was perfect. Of course, the game keeps going. There was one other good chance. Ninety fifth minute, right, Tony? Exactly. Um, Sifu finds Chicho as he's been subbed in and he finds Moose wide open. And I don't think Moose realized how much time he had because he could have like taken his time and actually got the fourth goal. But he does a one time and unfortunately the keeper was able to block it. And after that, it was kind of it. Like the only other big moment that we, of course, we've been talking about since since it is the uh, encounter with Fall and Crepu. The bear hug. (laughs) Dude, the bear hug was... Okay, so you got to understand, and I think the reason he did this was was Falk kind of lost it a little bit with one of their guys, okay? Got a little too physical with the guy. Honestly, he earned it. Um, And young kid's like, fine, you're going to get it. And so he did it. So you know right there at that point, yellow card, right? Fall, you know, is going to get a yellow card. The worry is that they're going to push him into something further, right? And it looked like Max the wise max comes flying in knowing that he's got a guy in trouble risk of a red card already 
You don't know where the ref's going to go with this thing. He's got to do something where, yes, the melee is happening, but he's got to take the tension on himself. He's a goalkeeper. If he takes the other card, big deal. He's not going to get a second one, right? Three nothing. He's not going to have to worry about time wasting. So he's the safest guy to take one. So, okay. I'll, I'll neutralize the situation. And he really, to me, that's thinking outside the box. I think it's totally outstanding that he would do that. But a hug. Nobody expected a hug. If you're one of those players, could you ever expect a, a hug? Like, what? Only a goalkeeper, right? Totally only a goalkeeper, right, Bam? Have you seen that before? Not to that, not with two players, that's for sure. No. I've seen it with one player, but not with two players. And the fact he got them both at the same time, it's just how embarrassing. How embarrassing. Right, Ursula? I mean, your thought on that was like, where could this be going, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. It. I mean, I have seen all types of tackles and pushing and um you know i i hate to keep referring back to like sporting kc but i don't know if you guys saw that match last season with tim milia where he did like the wwe style and threw the um oh goodness who did they play but he threw one of the players like back like it it was rolled, rolled on with the sounders right yeah, it was the uh, the rock even like tweeted about it. He's like, "That's called the rock bottom that you just did, sir." <laughs> I like Tim, by the way. Uh, Tim is a is a great goalkeeper. Uh, he actually gave me his gloves one season, like both of them. I hear, man, take them. Uh, end the season. He's a nice guy all the way around, but also intense. He's one of the best in the league. I've always believed, especially as a shot stopper. Dude's there, um, and yeah, that was one of those few moments. Where, like, where are you going with this? Uh, we have one now that's just as confident, if not more. Uh, there's there's such a level of confidence there, which brings us in, of course, into the individual player performance and who stood out rating these guys, who was the top rated guys. Of course, we challenged everybody out there of who your top three was, right? Bam, you're taking the tallies. So before we talk about everybody, you, you got the tally down, right? Bam, you got this, yeah. you got this. Yeah. All right, so before we do that, let's reveal our top three. Uh, Bam, you should be leading this, man. Call it out. Go off my top three. So I gave three points to Crippo for the way that he was in goals, the way he ran out and defended our players. To me, that shows pure heart for our team. So for him, got to three. Two votes went to Vela, obviously. He scored the hat-trick. And one vote for me, Opoku. He had a magnificent game. For his first game back from injury, that was great. So I went for that. Love it. Love it. Araceli, your top three. Uh, my top three has to be, of course, uh, Carlos Vela with three points. The hat trick, you can't deny that. <laughs> uh, coming in second would be Crepu. Excellent performance. First save, first clean sheet. Um, of course, you know, we keep referencing this moment in the 58th minute. It that definitely, if that doesn't earn him at least two points, then I don't know what will. And <laughs> coming in last, I, I have to give it to Ilya. He had a very strong performance, and I may sound a little biased, but he is one of my favorite players, and I'm glad to see him do well. <laughs> Love it. Tony? Um, I would have to say Ilya for my top, just because he was in he was the pretty much conductor of all three goals, not the penalty, but like what led to the handball for the goal. So I would say he'd be my top. 
Um, Vela, of course, would be my second. And then Krepu as my third, just because, like we've been saying, it's just like it felt nice to not have to worry about leadership in the back. And it was just very calming. It's the best way to say it. The whole thing about not having to worry. I think that's where my head's at right now. For me, I went more of like the, the bland newspaper top three. I'll say bland newspaper because y'all know why. Uh, three points goes to Vela for three goals. Simple as that. Two points goes to Sifu for two assists. I'm good with that. The last guy, of course, to me would be Ilya. Why? He has big shoes to fill. Atuesta is still Atuesta. Winning trophies without us now. Um, moving on. Our graduate did well. But someone had to take that role over. And dare I say it, Ilya added a new dynamic to that role, a, a different one, um, a little more efficient, actually, than a twist in many cases. So distribution-wise, you actually have a minor improvement here and more of an offensive threat from, I believe, Ilya than you'd get from a Twesta. Defensively, maybe a little different story. But there's more two-way opportunity with Ilya now where he's at with the guys around him. So for me, the fact that he could step into this lineup, make it his own, really, in the midfield, lead that, and move forward with what we had on the day, yeah, he gets my one point. All about it. Uh, I, I got Ben's. I got Ben to miss me. He's three. So he went Ilya with three points, Vela with two points, and Sifu with one point. Boom. There Again, it is. I, there I it can't is. argue with them. No. But, and here's the problem. You get these three stars, but I can think of six right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they were that good. You know, I look at Escobar and and the game within the game from him. I know others are like, yeah, he didn't get up that much. Dude, he got those guys rattled. That one play where he's letting the ball go out of bounds and he's basically running on his knees just to make sure he doesn't get around him, like falling into the ball to make sure it goes. Those little things are important, especially late in a game. That's important that there's little things you have to do. You got to nudge a guy a little bit. He has all those tricks, right? And that is important because we've been a liability on the right side of our defense. And now it's a strength. That's a big change for us. Mario playing is the game of his life. To be honest, he was stable getting murdered half the time, two headshots in this game. I don't know what was going on with him, but, but warrior, he was a warrior on the day. Fall looking composed. Palacios, some passes were like, what? But he was not a liability at any point in this game. Give him credit for that. Uh, big picture, of course. Look at the defensive collective and Crepo leading it. Watching him direct traffic defensively. Knowing where the ball was going to go ahead of time and making sure all of his guys knew. And you could hear it in the 3250. That's how loud he was. That's a different dynamic for us that kept it organized. And what did they get for that? An expected goals against that was less than one. And a shots on goal, one. We allowed one shot on goal the entire freaking game, guys. One. I don't remember ever seeing that with us. We don't do that. That's like a simple shutout. Yes, late in the game, we gave up a fat opportunity and they blew it. We know that. It happened, but they didn't score. So who cares? One shot on goal. That's a massive success. That, to me, was the big change. Also, give the coach some love for this as well. This is the lineup he's built. This is the team he has with John. Give them credit because y'all, you saw them getting savaged in this offseason, like ripped apart by everybody. 
this isn't good. This isn't good enough. And now we're coming off with a 3-0 win against a team that beat us by three goals last year with this new lineup. That's something to be said. And with Cherndolo, the fact that he brought in defenders late in the game to kill a match, that's different. Right, Bam? That, I, don't th- I don't ever think I remember seeing a game get kind of closed out these past yeah. two seasons or three seasons. It wasn't something we did. I don't remember Vela ever coming off for a defender. Plain and simple. When's the last time nope. you saw Vela come off for a defender? He's only came off for an attacker because he's gone off injured. He came off healthy. He came off happy and put on a defender. He knew why. Yeah. Tactical. What a thought. What a thought. Uh, Araceli, what, what's, your, what's your thought about the decisions made in this game, the match management? Um. I thought they were definitely a little bit different. I have to admit, I was a little nervous when we were going almost 50 minutes without a substitute. It's not to say that he needed to do an early sub, but I started kind of thinking back to that uh, criticism that we kind of like to give Bob from time to time. It's like, okay, is he going to go a whole match with no subs? Like, how is this going to work out? Like, you didn't really know Sharondolo's system and um, – of course, you know, it being the first match, we got a, a taste of it. So who knows if that's going to be the system from now on or if he's going to tweak it as the season goes on. But I think management-wise, it definitely was the right call in some sense. But also, too, now the focus kind of goes back with Vela. Are we going to keep him or are we going to see him go like we did Rossi and Atuesta? And if he does go, who's going to step up to fill that role? Right, right. That's going to be the hard decisions to make in these next few weeks. Like I said, I'm I'm the cynical guy and goes, let him pay, play for his contract through the rivalry match, just so we get this, this, this angry, crazy Vela vibe. Right? Don't make him comfortable. Comfortable is not good for for Varela. Right? Uh, it'll probably be earlier than that. Let's be honest. The way he's playing right now, and and I think the rumors are probably accurate that the conversation is already being had, but. There's no lying, no doubting that the club already was very obvious about it, that he's got to find his way and get into form before an extension can happen. Yeah, he looks like he's in form, so process makes perfect sense for certain. Tony, your final impressions on this match? Like I said, it was a good way to start the season, to start with confidence, especially after losing and getting knocked out of the playoffs by Colorado and just giving it back to them. Um, as of right now, Dolo is making the right decisions. Again, it's only one game, but you can see the, I guess, I think the, I think people are liking the more expressiveness. He comes coming towards the game and stuff like that. Instead of Bob's very statuesque kind of form of where he doesn't give you anything emotion wise. Um, I was going to say the last thing about it was like, awesome. I'm happy that all the new guys have come in, joined the pretty much everything that's going on like the whole way we play our game and everything and just meshed well with everybody so it's looking like we will be lifting a cup at the end of the season but again it's only one game and we'll see what moving forward goes i ain't saying that man i uh, no no uh there's not enough wood for me to knock on right now so i'm not gonna say that um other thing i wanted to throw out there and I'll throw it out to you guys. Post game, 
and things that went down post game that we've never really seen before from our side. One, Carlos Vela actually taking a man of the match scarf and taking a picture with the 3252. I've never seen that in my in my time with he just doesn't do these sorts of things. And now he did. That was nice. That was beautiful. And then Max leading a contingent of players, mostly our new signings, right? Uh, to continue the tradition that was started by Zimmerman back in the day. That long ago, right? Uh, to get the LASC chant from everybody. And then forcing everybody to do it three times the Max way. So he's already made it kind of his tradition by making sure they do it three times. New traditions are a good thing even though they're old, right? And the old tradition, getting a new vibe, a new ownership, a new passion for it. These are good things. These are definitely good things. And of course, the Shalala was was proper. Uh, having so many guys engaged in it. These are good things. Traditions continue, even with new blood. So I'll say that. Good on everybody for being there. Max, we love you, man. Just for, just for the supporter vibes that you give. We can tell you're a supporter at heart. So uh, that is beyond respected Arisenal, your final thoughts on this before we move on to the gallery and see what everybody else is up to <laughs> uh final thoughts are just more or less of the same you know it, it yeah. you can't really say much more beyond it because of course first game first taste of the season which is actually starting a lot sooner than most of us are used to so to see the guys kind of like jump straight into it and get those straight points I hope that they can continue those performances throughout the season. And I, as far as the new guys, they seem to be ingrained well in the system. And of course, you know, it's all still a learning process for everyone, not only for the new players, but for the new coach. And we even have a new uh, director of football operations. So I, I'm not sure exactly how his role is going to affect everything, but I'm sure we might see some of him, especially for the summer window. I will say this about Mr. Garces. Uh, I did get a chance to talk to him. A couple of us did. Um, he is a long-term guy. Uh, he is building the future of LAFC, the talent, the youngsters expanding that out. So it's the football. It's talking about the long-term football of the club, stability in the academy, uh, a connection from the youngsters all the way up to the top side and where players develop and feel like advanced stuff. So like what you saw at Pachuca is kind of that on steroids, okay, is what he's here for. Talking, you know, I, I think I've mentioned this to others. Like, it's like signing a DP. When we signed him, it's like signing another DP. That's how important he's going to be for the program. And, and, and hopefully we'll hear from him publicly soon. Uh, we'll see how that goes because uh, it would really be cool. I think you guys would would really love to hear from him. Um, so maybe it's some homework we can work on, right, Araceli? Maybe that could be a good a good interview. Um, yeah, I, and I'm, I, I'm sure he's totally open to it too. So, yeah, and we'll hear from him. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Uh, all right, let's move into the community. Bam, did we have any Turkish Odyssey stuff or we can move on from that? Um, the only big news is that Rossi played a full 90 minutes in the 2-1 win over uh, Kassipasa. Um, the next game is at home to Trabzapur, which will be 8 a.m. Sunday. So for you guys getting up early, getting the tailgating all packed into your car, 
you can chuck it on in the background and keep an eye on it. Other than that, that's all the news. No official signing, official signing yet or anything like that. He's still one of us for now. For now. There it is. All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, let's see. Let's welcome everybody back into the mix. Jason Ariana gets the first jump into this. I know you're going to work right now and you'll be hearing this later from us, but man, good to have you commenting. He says, making a comment before you go on air. First off, I miss everyone. Awesome win. I'm excited for our backfield. I love seeing the fight in the team. And Daniel Henry is a is huge. Stay golden. Dude, he's a cool guy, man. He came over as well, I got to say. Uh, again, another potential uh, LAFC player at the World Cup. So, all good things there. Mark Lopez giving the eyes. There we go. LAFC Beast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. He says to everyone, Beast is talking about Tony. He says, looking fresh. Tony, looking fresh, I must admit. Yes. Fresh. They look so much better in person, don't they, guys? <laughs> Just saying. Uh, where can I find Araceli's article link beast that will actually be on heartoflafc.com. Yes, we have one of those. I know, uh, you can also find our latest podcast on there, but that is where Araceli is going to be releasing it. And of course, I'm sure it's going to find its way on social media, right? Araceli. Oh, for sure. It's going to be spread. It's going to be shared everywhere. So I'm hoping to at least get it up by tomorrow morning. Like before the show started, I was like working on the final edits. It's going to be awesome. We can't wait, Araceli. It's going to be cool. And Beast, don't miss it. Check it out. I know you're excited too. Throw it out to the Midwest as well. Hooligan Ox in the mix. One of your neighbors pretty much. Uh, Yeah, we love you, man. Uh, Holding it down in Kansas. Keep it up, man. We can't wait to see you back home as well. We all know this is home for him. Uh, LACB says, man, that game was beautiful. MVP 2019, Carlos Vela looked really good. If he can stay healthy, this team can make a run, which means take care of the man. Give him chances to rest at times. Keep the man healthy throughout the year. This is good things. All right, Carlos C says, a lot of Sunday games this season, love Saturday night games. What's up with that? I'll be the first to say I don't like Sunday night games. This next one against Portland, Sunday at 7. I got kids, man. That is no fun, right? Hour drive after this game. Got to get them to bed because they don't want to miss out on this stuff. Uh, it's kind of tough on the Sundays. We all know it's made for TV, right? That's what it's about. It's made for TV. Okay. That, it's going to be 40 degrees. And Araceli's laughing at all of us right now. And I'm like, it's going to be 40 degrees. She goes, oh, a nice day. <laughs> for us, we're freezing. Yeah. As you all know, it's going to be super cold. So maybe that benefits us anyway uh lcbs always see joe on tv up front uh, cool man i i just i'm just there it's kind of like my office at this point i just have to be there it's it's my people uh black army right in the middle of the mix and also i'm like one of the tifo guys for for black army so the bag of flags and all the repair stuff is up there with me as well in case we get into any crazy stuff yes i've brought myself to that back back to basics again and loving every bit of it. Uh, Carlos C., the TIFO was sick. Got a little emotional when it went up. Uh, good choice for the opener. I agree. We have a thing with music in the 3252, in case y'all haven't noticed. We love iconic artists, and, and throwing that up is TIFO. Not saying anything future, but in the now, it makes perfect sense. So definitely, definitely. The LACB is one of the best TIFOs in LAFC history. 
many rounds of applause to all those who worked on it. I agree. It is definitely top five in my book, maybe top three. Victor Suarez, what's up, y'all? Love the name of this episode. Yeah, El Rey. It just makes perfect sense with everything. Uh, Mark Lopez looking strong on the field, off the field, not so much. Yeah, with the not so cool sponsorship. I agree with you on that one. Uh, was Chick fil A? I don't like it either. Um, the Pride of State Republic statement again that will be that will be hashed out by 3252 and Pride Republic. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll we'll put it there. And again, big picture stuff that's what we're going to focus on going forward here. That's how it plays. Uh, get off my lawn. Uh, this is a good one. Get off my lawn. Who's new? Welcome to the show. Uh, says Ilya, what a great addition to the team. Agreed. Agreed. Q Cardi, will Moon Juan have minutes this coming game, given how physical Portland plays? I think so. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked by that. He's got to get some minutes at some point. Would it be as a right back in this grinder match? No, we need Escobar's sandpaper out there. Uh, but you could see maybe him coming in as a defensive mid at some point. I think that might be a little realistic, or even you know, some wing play at some at some point. We'll see. We can see where he fits. Just just risk wise is a different story. Uh, LACB Krepu got a yellow for standing up for his teammates. Did great. Uh, yeah, yeah, love it. And yes, do it for LA. Shout out from Beast on Do It for LA. I like the song. Y'all like you guys like the song, right? We're all good with the song. It's a winner. Right up there with Sticks' album, man. We're we're in good hands, that's for sure. Uh, Victor Suarez, Chicho on the bench was surprising for sure. Glad he got minutes in. Agreed, agreed. Roberto Espinoza, ugh, I'm late again. You're never late. You're just just fashionable, man. That's all. That's all. Uh, LSCB bosses in that mid. Acosta and Sanchez, they made some beautiful passes. They did. They did. Hooligan Ox, Max and Vince interviewed Sanchez. If you haven't heard it, go and check it out. Yeah, Ilya, that interview was on point. Definitely go check it out. Max and Vince rocked on that one. Um, don't miss it. You'll get a good good idea. <laughs> get off on this. Says, give me cliff notes. Oh, Lord. Cliff notes. Maybe some cliff notes about the Portland match. Uh, good interview. Great how he breaks down his game. Agreed. LAC Beast. LAC made five subs towards the end. Question for the entire pound. Do you guys like the five subs or prefer the traditional three subs? So in case y'all didn't realize it, I know you're seeing three subs in other leagues going back to three again. We have a deal with FIFA. We're the kind of the experimental league on the five subs. You're like, what was for the pandemic? It was, but not anymore. Now it's an experiment for FIFA. They want to see how it affects matches. And we've taken it upon ourselves to be one of those pilot leagues to do that. So that's why you see the five still. I don't talk a whole lot about it, but honestly, in my opinion, five is cool. It forces teams to buy more players that are decent, right? MLS has been notorious where you get maybe 12 or 13 good players. Well, now with five subs, you need to get deeper with talented players. It also gives the younger guys a chance that you're trying to move up and develop minutes because now you have five subs. Whether you need them or not, you get the chance to get people minutes. So for me, I dig it. I'd rather have a fresh game. For the full 90, so five is good on my end. Uh, I'll throw it to my panel here. Araceli, what is your thoughts on the five versus the three? I think five is definitely very beneficial. 
Uh, I know three is very, you know, it's the traditional in a sense, but to have five, it, it kind of goes off of what you're saying of it gives uh, the new players, especially like academy players that are looking to move up, give them some minutes, even if it's two minutes or 30 seconds, any kind of playing time is better than none. And it gives you a chance to see what they can do. Exactly. There it is. Uh, Bam, your take. I like it, especially in the league where we have to go play on some of the worst surfaces ever with um, AstroTurf. So with that, with players having to get possibly getting injured earlier on in the game, being able to do a sub there, I like it. Good stuff, Tony. Um, I'm still on the fence on about it, about it just because I'm so about traditional traditionalism about the sports and of course tactics do change and that's fine and all but um, I thought it was for mostly COVID and the, just in case of like something that happened but I don't know it could change the game into the better because it'd be more tactical because now you can kind of like make it more about like the five players that you can bring in and stuff like that um europe wise i don't know if that would work so well just because they have such high quality players overall in the bench so injuries wise yeah, not a, so big teams there's not a big drop off right honestly in europe you, you'd have to think that it might give a huge advantage to the deeper richer teams because well mm -hmm. yeah they can have an entire squad of starters and nobody else can right not at that level the other thought is it makes it a younger game in some ways because the game's going to move quicker, but in other ways it can extend a player in his thirties to go deeper in a career because he doesn't have to worry about going the full 90, right? There's a sub waiting for him. So, you know, more faces out there to play good, but yeah, definitely if it's a deep league or has like super clubs in it, then this could be a real disadvantage for everybody else. I get you Tony on that one for sure. Yeah. But MLS though, where things are intentionally balanced, I think it's ideal. I really yeah. do. Uh, here comes Get Off My Lawn. He says, oh, dang, second endorsement. I'm on it. Uh, LSC Beast, his new hairstyle threw me off throughout the game, talking about um, Cifuentes. Yeah, I was like, who is that? Who is that? I kept in my head, like, you know, I had to pause. like, And then I'm like, oh, it's Sifu. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Hooligan Ox with the hype train. Uh, Marvin Chavez. Uh Vela's wife wanted to move back to Europe. I wonder how that's going on with Ukraine and Europe being more in danger. She's grateful to be beautiful and safe in Los Angeles. I mean, he's given kind of the line that he wants to retire here. So I think the conversation's kind of over now, right? He wants to stay if he can stay. So what does that mean? One year retirement? Does it mean two? I don't know. But he made that comment as well. Like that's this is where he wants to be. Uh, yes, Marvin, they definitely want to stay. I think he said that already, right? It was an interview, I think. He made that comment. Uh, Roberto Espinoza, he either wants to stay or has another fish on the hook. Uh, get off my lawn. Rio deserved the player of the match. Dude, look, took two hits from the dome. Yeah, it was almost comedic how many times he took knocks. And he got his leg cut open, too. Uh, I forgot to mention that one. That wasn't That wasn't so pretty either. And it was cut open. They had to try to bandage him up. Uh, Mark Lopez, Rio Joseph, we need Vela to be motivated beyond the new contract. We need to be motivated for the cup. Yep. 
Uh, get off my lawn. Vela was out half the season last year. He's hungry. He's real hungry. Roberto Espinosa wants him to stay. Carlos C, the difference this season. One, he wants a new contract. Two, he's healthy. Three, he was done with Bob. So was the rest team, potentially. Um, I'll throw in four. He's not worrying about the national team anymore. This is his focus. That came official this month, too, right? So there you go. Uh, Hooligan Ox, stats read that Maria had the most headers in the match. Yeah, it, some of it 90 miles an hour. So uh, poor guy. <laughs> yeah, he rocked, man. It was a great game. Uh, <laughs> Roberto Espinoza, that was a shot only Moose could miss, honestly. Yeah, because Moose doesn't like to delay action right? He's not the kind of guy that's going to feign a shot and then give a shot. It's always boom, boom. How to make it happen now. He's got to think about that, man. If he would have slowed it up a little bit, either you get fouled or, or you get more of opportunity. Carlos C. Ilya said in his interview, the team identified how Colorado could hurt them and worked on taking that away. Counter. There it is. Chavez Ramirez uh, <laughs> used to miss the biggest setters. True, true. Uh, Carlos, you made me think that the defensive performance was more impressive. It was, it was. Mark Lopez wants to know why were Escobar and Acosta fined? So, there's this rule about mass confrontations in MLS. I find it a bizarre rule, but basically, I think they did it because players used to crowd the referee in many cases to argue things. It created a big situation. And then the fights would be these giant fights with everybody. And so the thought was that out of respect to the game, you don't want to have mob action out there. And yeah. so if you come in late, like those guys did, you're going to, you're going to get it. I guess that's where their heads are at. Yeah, bam. Yeah. So the official statement is they were, were each issued an undisclosed flying for inciting and or escalating a mass confrontation. Both clubs got an official warning for the first violation for the mass confrontation, but um, those two plus um, Abuka and Barrios from Colorado got fined for inciting and or escalating. Dude, Barrios was escalating the entire match. Let's be real. He was in it constantly starting trouble, so no shock there. Uh, moving forward... Carlos C gives the Ilya Vela Escobar for his top three. Marvin Chavez, Vela, Ilya Sifu, Mark Lopez. Thought I'd say something about Escobar and Acosta being fine. Yep. Uh, not sure if it was related to our, our keeper picking up two Colorado players. He claims them on his taxes for a different incident. Yeah, he could get baby carriers for them. Uh, just saying. Like one of those sling things, right? Um <laughs> Marvin Chavez, not a fan of Maria, but that was his best game at LAFC. Answering the call, that's what he did, people. Uh, Beast, I'll throw Dolo for winning his first game in MLS. Right, right. Carlos C. Colorado's attacking in space behind Sifu a lot. Escobar did great defending all that open space when Sifu was getting caught upfield. Yep, yep, it worked well. Let's see, moving forward here. Man, you guys have some awesome comments here. Portland on Sunday is going to be a good test to see where this team is right now. Agreed. <laughs> this one's for Tony. Roberto says you're jinxing the whole season. Ha ha. Knock on wood, sir. Knock on wood. I just have high hopes for the season. It's cup or bust for me, and that's why. I, and I feel like that's how it's going to be. I'm not jinxing. It's just hopes. And I will knock on wood for you guys. So. 
There it is. Get off my lawn says LAC needs to be prepared for bicycle kicks. I think they could, if they mark him, he won't get to do those anyway. Uh, it's going to be interesting watching us play against a bus again. Hey, we could play buses too. Uh, dead balls as well. Um, Carlos, the team is looking good this season, but damn, it looks like the rest of the league is loading up on talent too. It is. The league is really, really getting better. Get off my lens says Houston locked in for as long as the big stars healthy this summer. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Mark Lopez, HH going to Houston enough to make them a contender. No, I don't think so. They've got a lot more to fill. A lot more to fill. Uh, Houston signing HH isn't going to make. No, it's not. It's not. And, and you're assuming he's going to be healthy for the whole year. That's another assumption to make. Uh, and he's trying to get to the World Cup. So, yeah. Get off my lawn. It's a statement piece. I don't more comments. Yeah, right. It could be a thing where they just get him and go, oh, you're all happy now. See how it goes. Carlos C. Garces is the biggest signing of the season for me. And the next five, sir. I agree. That's big. Big, big. Uh, <laughs> no one has stacked like LAFC. Though. No, we've had probably the most productive offseason of any team in the league. I think that's not even a debate at this point. Carlos C. If Houston adds a good striker, they're going to be dangerous. If. If uh, Mark Lopez summer window going to be interesting. We'll see even more tooling up across the league. So what we see now isn't what we'll see later, but that includes with us and our future DP. Exactly. Mark. Exactly. David Briscoe met Joseph at the game. Does that count as meaning a celebrity? If I'm a celebrity, there's something wrong with this world. I'm just saying that ain't. Yeah. My paycheck suggests otherwise. I'll leave that at that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my book, yes, no. Uh, Huganox didn't like Sunday matches either, especially at night since they start late out here. Mondays are tough. Mondays are tough. I don't mind uh, Sunday games. That's a Monday for you. It's a, it's a Monday. Monday lunchtime. It's perfect. He's loving every second of it. And you come over and take care of the kids when they're half asleep, okay? <laughs> Just saying. Bring the kids up again. Uh, Anthony Bermudez. Right, you get you get an airline ticket, you're in. Uh, <laughs> how much do you think LAFC offers Villa? I don't know, but John Thornton is a man that knows how to do these things. David Briscoe, more leagues are adopting the five sub rule. I think what Bundesliga was toying with that. So there you go. Uh, five subs for sure. Three too little gives more playing time for depth. Yeah. Ooh, Louis V. Told you he wants to win the cup. He wants it. He wants it all. Treble, people. We want it all. Let's get it all. Hooligan Ox, we should just extend Vela for at least one more year. Hopefully that's the year we win the cup. I think if we win a cup, he walks. I really do. I think he's like, this is my time. That's a cool way to do it. Off in the sunset. We'll see. Roberto, we all went to win the cup. That is the most, uh, yeah. For sure. Majority of LAC supporters look forward to facing Carson, me included. Match against Portland and Seattle really get me hyped. I wouldn't want to face course, uh, Carson with Ramos if he's playing because he'll probably try to break Vela's arm, and I'm not for that. So there you go. Uh, Roberto Espinoza, man, I want to beat all three of those. Beat all three. Yeah. Dude, they're, they're going to be huge. Honestly, I can't wait to play Carson either. I can't wait to play any of our rivals. To me, this is the revenge tour, and Portland's next. That's what I see right now is it's time for payback. We reversed three on Colorado. We got swept by Portland last year. So guess what? We've got a job to do. Right? Right. All right, guys. Uh, let me move into the next thing, which is club and community. 
Tony, what you got? So, um, for club and community for club, of course, we've got a new sponsorship with a, uh, a new, uh, a very controversial sponsorship. Again, it's not the uh, right thing to do. Even from insider sources, it is a local branch that do support LGBTQ community just in, which is fine for them, but overall what they stand for is not right. This is the best way to say this. But if, of course, this is um, sponsorships by that, but again, how many sponsorships come and go and stuff like that. But it's, we, from head office, we just got to be more mindful of what they're behind and do more research. In other words, even if it's a smaller branch of a bigger corporation. But on a better note, it's um, again, 3252 membership is up and live again. And uh, this time I can actually tell you what you get this time. So of course you get the uh, 3252 scarf. It's our fifth anniversary scarf for this one. A 3252 face mask, a 3252 fifth anniversary pin, some member discounts at soccer stores and LHHQ, and access to more stuff, of course. And then as well is this is also very important. So I hope you listen. It's important for all 3252 memberships to only sign with one SG that you're choosing. And because that goes to keeping yourself, keeping everybody who's viable by what um sg is how many of the members they have because there's a limp there's a certain amount of requirement to keep in the 3252 official i paid my dues and i'm really waiting for it to come in but like i said it is the requirement for everybody to stick for every sg um official or unofficial to be to get in the ball rolling moving forward so on top of i'll go for it just over you say something yeah, no, it's it's absolutely critical um, if you're a part of a supporter group that's in council and you want them to stay in council. Guess what? They have to grow. They have to hit their marks. They have to be relevant and have to be building the 3252 to stay in. So if there are no memberships for a group, they're no longer going to be there. That's just how this game gets played. Why? Stability, growth. In a supporter culture, if you're not growing, you're dying. Araceli, she can attest to this uh in 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 kansas city if your supporter group is not focused on growth and it is not growing it's going the other direction there's no just holding pattern it doesn't exist right Araceli? i mean you've seen it throughout the league oh that that's very true because over here we've had a number of supporter groups that have unfortunately gone under per se because lack of membership or lack of interest and thankfully there are still some who survived the tide but We've lost a great amount, so that I, I can't stress that enough. Of yes, if you are affiliated with someone, please mark it down. Unfortunately, for someone like me, I might have to put unaffiliated because I do have friends from multiple uh, groups, and I was actually thinking about this last night as I was trying to sign up for the membership because I was like, who do I pick? Because I. I'm not like just tied to one group per se. So it is a little difficult. I mean, if you have any questions about it, reach out to Joseph or Tony or just anyone if you have questions like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the benefits are huge. You love TIFO, get a membership. That's where the money goes. 
that's where the money goes, among other things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the merch is going to be top end this year, right? Five year, it's a five year scarf, guys. That's what you're going to see. It's an anniversary scarf. So you don't want to miss out on that exclusive. They're only going to paying members, nobody else. We're not selling those all over the place. So exactly. it's special. What you get this year is special, a five year pin. It's good things. So get on it, make it happen. Don't miss out. My whole family's already signed up. I know Tony's up there. I know Bam's gonna throw his his lot in as well. Um, and if you're you know, if you're connected with a supporter group and you're not in the north end, you still want to be a 3252, you're more than welcome to do so as well. There's nothing mm-hmm. restricting you to be in a 3252. Uh, the family is there, it happens. It's gotta be that way. And we know that we want all of you to be 3252. If the whole stadium's singing and going crazy, it's just one more one more important thing one more movement by the club that changes things so all good on that end for sure and it's also um, any i'm gonna say one more thing it's also important too if like like me like put in the work and of course for to get north end season tickets if you're not on there you will miss it we unfortunately have a brother of ours who forgot to do it and sign up and he's now has to wait a whole nother year so to get again so Ben, yeah. So you want to go see Carson and Carson and you're not a member of the 3252. Good luck with that. Uh, you want to go on away days and you need a ticket allotment and you're not in the 3252. Good luck with that too. Uh, things need, you know, things are there for a reason. Uh, you support the 3252. It does what it can. I know it's crazy and massive and all that. Mm-hmm. They do what they can to help. Um, that's essential. Who do you think's put in the legwork to even get the away days and sections set up? Right, our thirty-two fifty-two members. So, yes, definitely, we need all the support we can get to keep changing this game, making it better, and inspiring others around the country to improve their supporter culture as well. And we do. It's very positive from our end. Mm-hmm. We do love visiting. When we go to Miami. I'm guaranteeing you, it's going to be a joint tailgate with their supporters. Why? Because we build bridges. We don't burn them down. That's essential. Go to Kansas City. I remember my first season when I was president. We went to Kansas City, hung out with their supporters, went to the barbecue with all them and all the beer. It was good. It was fun. Bridge building. It's important. We travel strong. We travel right. We travel peaceful in most cases. But from whistle to whistle, it's on. So, yeah, you know, support it. Let's keep the movement going. All right. I'm going to move on to our Brack and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. Uh, Jason Ariano, we can credit him with a little bit of love. We were kind of leaning this way anyways. He just gave us the details. Uh, we're going to go with album will be El Idolo de Mexico by Vicente Fernandez, released in 1974. Why are we choosing that one? Because El Rey is on there. That's why we're choosing that one. Uh, El Rey is one of the best songs by far. You can't even question that, right? Right? Um, yeah. Just so fitting for this for this match. So... Chante in the mix. There mm-hmm. it goes. Right, Tony? You don't mind it, right? You love it. I, I love, like I said, as, and I'll say this just in total with all my music that I listen to, I love the music and the way it brings up certain aspects of your life because music, no matter what it is, always brings you back to a certain time in your in your life of when you heard the song, and that's what music is. Now, people who sing it and what they do, you can support them or not support them depending on who they are and what they believe in. That's a totally okay to separate the person from the song. So that's my two cents. Yeah. You know, and, and here's the thing with 
with Vicente Fernandez. I know things were said about comments he's made in his advanced age, right? It's the movement. It's the effect on culture um, that the music's gone beyond him, right? And what he's produced. And so it's become something that's cultural. This become identification with family, with experience in life. His songs tell a story and, and it's inspiring for, for many. Um, and again, nostalgia is there as well. So it's just fitting that that's the direction 3252 went and that we went this week as well. Uh, next week, who knows? We could have something really crazy and, and, and wild in the lead up, especially with, you know, amazing trips to Miami coming up and St. Patty's Day on the way. It's going to get creative in the next few episodes, that's for sure. So there we are with the Vinyl Club Minute. Uh, transitioning on, uh, bam, you've got a twist of news, don't you? Yeah, I do. Um, a twist on Palmeiras lifted the uh, Common Bowl Recopa the other day. The first time they've ever lifted the trophy. Um, it's over two legs for the final, so you don't see that much these days, but it's still a two-leg final. So away they finished 2-2, and then at home they ended up winning 2-0 with the second goal coming from a beautiful Atuesta assist. So overall they won 4-2 in aggregate and lifted the Commonwealth Recopa for the first time, which good on him. And for those that haven't seen, just go jump on Twitter and see it. Um, beautiful photo of um Artwester holding the trophy there it is dude it was beautiful seeing on social media the trophy like that was so cool to see one of ours get to that level on top of giving his own against chelsea uh dude he he just keeps getting better and better and better and it's like that's one of our guys he developed here in many ways um yeah happy for him i think we're all proud of him it's, it's good definitely good all right, moving on to the LAFC versus Portland match. I know this one's going to go a little long today, but it's worth it, people. Uh, we're facing a familiar foe, and as far as I'm concerned, when we talk about Nemesis, yeah, we all talk about Carson, but for me, for what I see on the field and the, and the turbulent nature when we play this team, to me, the players see this one as more of a rivalry than anything else because it's just plain nasty. They don't like each other. Generation by generation, from season one, when these two teams clash, it's controversial, it's a war, it's physical, it's nasty, it's football. You know, I love it. I love this crazy match. I really do. Yes, they've broken our hearts, but we've broken theirs too, and that's what makes it a good, good rivalry. So, yes, our familiar foes are back. They swept us last year. I think they're on a five-game streak against us, which is totally not cool. So we got to take the power back. That is for sure. And rip these dudes and get our revenge. That's where we're at. Yeah. Hello, ugly. We're coming after you. Um, that's how it's got to be. And the team with the ugliest jersey in the league. I'll just throw that in there as well. Looks like some mail order Walmart like dress uh, pattern. It's some special bad. Maybe Winnebago curtains. It's special kind of ugly. So uh it's fitting for that team. That's what I'll what I'll say there. So, bam, who's in? Who's out? What are we looking for with this side? Um, with this side, it's pretty much um, a standard for them. So, Ivanic in the back, um, Van Reckin, Bravo, uh, Tulio Omar, um, the Chara brothers, obviously. So, to them, not much has changed from last year. Yeah, I mean, a little different this last match because it was a 4-4-2 setup because Blanco 
didn't get to play till late. Um, thinking though, do you think Blanco's going to start in this one? Oh, definitely. I think they'll just keep him fresh with this game, plain and simple. There it is. Yeah, so I think so too. I think so too. Um, Tony, looking at the run of form and what they did in this last match, and of course, I guess they're playing CCL, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. What's going on? Good, bad, and ugly with these guys. So the good for them is they're all healthy because like last time we've been facing them, they've been like, you know, one of their star players has been out, injured, suspension, so on and so forth. But start of a new season, everyone's ready to go. Um, the, the bad is they're coming off a tie. Unfortunately, they should have technically won because there was an offside controversial offsides call that could have gone either way, but they didn't get it. So they're out for blood, especially now that they're facing us. And the ugly or the good for us is they're not, they are us of last season. They can't seem to finish the plays or finish their their chances because if you watch the highlights of their last couple games or watch a little bit of their game against New England, it, they could not like get the chances in or have the final touch to do it. Um, but again, it's it's them. They hate us. We hate them. There's no there's no love loss for this. It's we go at each other no matter who we put on. It's going to be a hard tussle, and I can't wait to see the new aggressive look that we have against them and see if how they handle it. There it is. Uh, yeah. The, the good battle you see it's Portland. Portland is always ugly. There it is. Um, what do they play? Well, the Savarese system, right? So counterattacking, park the bus when necessary, total pragmatic football, physical football, get you all angry, get you off your game, throw some edge into it. The little smash mouth. I'll say that, which is how Savarese played when he was a player, right? Smash mouth. It makes perfect sense. They build it for a team that does this, so you have to expect shenanigans. They don't like us. We don't like them. So that's the thing. Could be 4-4-2. Could be the 4-2-3-1 if Blanco's getting the start. We're just used to seeing playing 4-2-3-1 because it seemed to always play 4-2-3-1. It's not like a shock. With Portland, you just know what to expect. They set their lineup. That's it for the year in case there's injuries, you see changes, but they're pretty darn predictable as their approach. They really are. They just try to do that approach better than everyone else. That's the Portland way. So not a shock. Um, In terms of depth, uh, going into their lineup, of course, Nias Goto is probably going to be your top striker, but they also have Mora and Nikova, who I believe are dealing with injuries. Chara out on the left. Bodily could be there as well. Blanco, of course, would be your number 10 in the middle. Uh, Chara could could be the backup for that as well. Or Moreno, right wing, Aspria, Moreno, or Loria, depending on the match. Number six, yeah, definitely Diego Chara. Um, Paredes is expected. Maybe Williamson at times. So Van Rankin on the right back. Bonilla is an option there too. Right center back, McGraw, Mabiala. Tuiloma is left center back. Over Zuparic, who I believe is injured still anyway, has some issues. Uh, and then left back, Bravo Rasmussen. So depth is there. They've got a more aged team, I think you could say. More established side. No shocker there. Again, they're kind of easy to predict. It's just a matter of breaking a team like that down. And yes, they don't mind parking the bus. There it is. 
Do I think there's a big difference for us, though, in dealing with a team that does that? Yes, we now have guys that can serve from distance, that can hit dead balls if they want to play the foul game. You saw an interesting dynamic last match where if it was a left-footed preference free kick, it would be Vela. And if it was right-footed preference, oh yeah, Acosta's there to take care of business. Saw a little glimpse of that, but now you have that option from both sides. And so if they want to play cheap with us, give up a bunch of free kicks, we could burn them. Different dynamic this year. Something to look forward to. That's for sure. Uh, from us, what do we expect? Bam. What do you expect to see from us? Does any changes to the lineup, or is that what we're going for? Um, I expect us to make one major change in the back. For what happened okay. last game and getting two nine-mile-an-hour balls to the head, I think we're going to rest really hmm. With that and this, the cut on his leg, with our depth in defense, we can rest him. So to me, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him rested, and I could see us also starting um, Chicho as well. Yeah, I, I could definitely see Chicho getting those minutes for this one. It would make sense. And it's nice to see that our team is still playing that, that shift up top where sometimes you're in the middle, sometimes you're in the right, sometimes you're in the left. So that variance to kind of pick out where the weak spots are on a back line works with what we have. Uh, yeah, I, I could see Chicho getting the start this time. Yeah, if he's feeling right, that makes perfect sense. Mario, yeah, the big question is who replaces Mario? That's the conversation. Tony, if you were going to have Mario out of this match, who takes his job? Ibaga, to be honest. Like, he's, like, the perfect one with height and everything. He's the, There's no other person unless we have uh, Steady Eddie, but unfortunately he's not available just yet. So Ibaga is going to be my prime choice for Ibiaga. Okay. Araceli, your center backs. Um, if it's not Mario, who do you go with? I would have to go with Ibaga as well, because normally we would see Segura, but as Tony pointed out, he is on the injured list, unfortunately. So I do see. Is there a chance Daniel Henry could take the role? I think there I could mean... be a chance, but maybe a slim chance because right because uh, he hasn't played enough right i mean they think that's the big right. the big picture he yeah. came too late into the to the off season to not to know the system so because like again most of these players have been playing the whole time and he just he was one of the last pickups and so i think he needs some more time with the guys and getting to know how our defense flows with each other there we go um I think Mario starts again. I do. I think the question is who starts at left back for this game. Is it going to be Palacios? Is it going to be Hollingshead, who put in 30 games last year for his other side? The man is normally a starter. You can't keep him down for too long. And now you're playing a game that's going to require physicality. Do you want your entire line, entire back line to be over six foot tall with more defensive-minded looks at things? Or are you still going to stay speedy and small on the left side? Where do you go with that? Where do you guys think? Bam. Who starts at left back? I'm going to give it to Palacio still for now. Um, he had a good game. It wasn't he's a great game. It was a good game. And for that, he hasn't lost that spot yet. Um, if you see them starting to lob over from that side, 
yeah, you could do an earlier sub, but at the moment, for me, I'm staying Palacios. Nice. Araceli, where are you at on that one? I'm staying with Palacios as well. I hate to refer to him as the safe bet. Uh, of course, <laughs> you know, we still don't know Sarundalo's system. And even though we got a taste of it for the season opener, I'm still kind of making him like unpredictable in a way until maybe after the fifth game, then we can probably start to understand where he's thinking. But I would say Palacios. There we are. Tony? It's his spot to lose until he, because like he said, he's on a thin rope. It's his, it's his starting spot until to lose. So like, he keeps performing the way he's doing because he did well last game. He keeps his spot, but He's got a very short leash with, I think, everybody in the LAFC community and also who knows what Dolo thinks. Because, again, Dolo has been with us for a year, so he's seen what Palacios has done wrong and has done well. There it is. I, I still have a funny feeling about Hollingshead simply because I just have nightmares of that last time we were up there and we gave up two cheapies from that side of the field. And so that's where my head's at right now uh, on that unpredictable, bouncing, crazy field that they call a pitch. It's disgusting. Um, so, yeah, I know. I, th- I think physicality is going to win the day on this one. Midfield, do you guys see any changes or stays stays the same? Stays the same. It's the same. There it is. So we're looking looking at the lineup. The only thing is, is it Chicho? Is it Apoco? Does Mario start? Yeah, not a whole lot of changes there. We'll throw it up to you guys in a few seconds there. Nice. Uh, so that's looking at our potential lineups. Any other things you want to add to this mix, Tony? Nothing really. Like I said, the, like the, we've we will give it to them. Is like, do you start Chicho? Or do you keep Opoko in and see how he keeps developing? There we go, uh, Araceli. Um, not nothing really new to add. I mean, we've kind of already covered it all. I'm very excited to see how LEFC handles Portland because if the last game was any any indication to how they'll perform, I would hope to see uh Elias and especially again in the midfield, if they're able to neutralize the Char brothers early on, who knows? This could be a season for revenge. There we are. Bam. Um, no, like we might see some changes on the bench as well. Um, don't know about that. Like Jennings scored a goal for lights in the last friendly and Danny Trejo scored a brace for the lights in the last friendly as well. So looks like they're doing it right over there in the friendly. So keep around them during the season. That's for sure. And you might see them pop up on the bench. Open cup, people. Open cup. Right, you might see something there. All right, my final take is again: home cooking wins the day. I I think with the thirty-two fifty-two reeling it, reeling it in, full fan base. I think we have a good attendance for this one. Contrary to what some hack reporters like to talk about, um, we'll we'll put our own in. We'll own this thing, uh, and we'll come out coming out looking good. So that's my take on that. But I want to throw it out to you guys and your takes. So let's see where everybody else's heads are at on this one. Uh, comments going in. Um, boy, guys, we're doing a lot of supporter stuff. So let's see. Portland, Portland, Portland. Uh, da, da, da. 
Hey, you guys are talking about Galaxy, I see on there as well. So Carson stuff, forget those fools. All right. Um, good ones. Oh, yeah. 3252. So that guy's talking about the dues and all that. I think we covered that pretty well. I like, I like this one. I was gonna say the only yeah. dues is the 3252. Like everybody else is pretty is pretty free, as from what I know. From well, from BAs and like other ones I know, maybe they do it for other SGs. But the only dues is technically the 3252 that I know of. Some groups have it. Uh, I know some groups we don't at Black Army, but I know some others do. But there's a package of merch connected to it, so it just depends on the group. Everyone's a little different. That's the, What's the fun deadline of a union for membership. I would say as soon as possible. Uh, there's still, you know, <laughs> I think it's going to be open for for the year. But in reality, if if I think it's summer, it else, yeah, summer would be when they usually summer really cut off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's shutting down anytime soon. Um, just get it taken care of. You get a discount. That that's like a huge thing. So there it is. Uh, and no, Huganox, Araceli has not joined the BA. She's independent, uh, loving our side. It's all about the black and gold. So there you go. Uh, Roberto, I can take away for discount. <laughs> right, exactly, discount. Uh, David threw an interesting question out there. Is it possible to get away tickets if you're unaffiliated? From what I heard, Miami, probably. Um, it depends on the match. We'll leave it like that. It really does depend on the match and the demand for the match where things get distributed. Yeah. You look at too, right. like you can you can go from paying an away ticket for thirty bucks through the thirty fifty two and all that kind of stuff to paying three hundred bucks on the aftermarket as well. So if you look at it that way, yeah. thirty five bucks now saves you a couple hundred later on, it's worth it. Right. Get off my lens says whistle to whistle. I'm gonna borrow that. It's all about whistle to whistle. That's the supporter culture, right? Uh you have to be part of an SG. It would be preferred if you were in an SG, since those are the those are the groups that are kind of command and control, you could say. Um accountability side of things and yeah, it helps to be in an SG, that's for sure. Communication's the, the key thing. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I get off my line. Better chance if you're claiming a gang, I mean, affiliate with an SG. It's not a gang. It's not a gang. It's it's just keeping things organized again. Uh, yeah, it's fun. There's no initiations. Don't worry, people. Uh, not cool, man, but it's easier when you're in an SG. Active, communicative, about willing to travel, and putting in work, like doing TIFOs and all that stuff. It's just, again, easier to organize when groups are organized and... Yeah, you know, filters down uh, in terms of it. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, David Briscoe, I don't live in LA, so it's hard, but thanks for the info, guys. I'll, I'll, I'll don't I'll live in LA. Yeah. Aristotle well, doesn't live in LA. With me, for Still example, bad. I'm a part of BA. To me, they're all my brothers and sisters. I'm in there, there's a Slack running. So each groups have like a discord or a slack or a group chat going so you're always in there talking to each other keeping up to date with what's going on celebrating each other's birthdays um sending over i send over a package about once a year to everyone over there full of treats and all that kind of stuff they send some stuff back too so just because you don't live in la doesn't mean that you 
can't be in an SG. You know, it's right. especially if, if like with Araceli living out in where she does, when we travel over there, we'll go meet up with her and have fun with her. She'll show us around. She'll take us to the pubs and all that kind of stuff. So just because you're not in LA doesn't mean you can't. Yeah, yeah, I just want to and, add to and, that real quickly. Mm-hmm. The you know, living here in Kansas City, as I mentioned earlier, it's a little difficult for me to claim an SG per se because I do have a lot of friends in multiple supporters groups, like the Quervos, the Luckies, the Black Army. There, there are just so many. You get to meet a lot of people, and especially um, when they do travel, like here to Kansas City, it they come like prepared and there are a lot of supporters especially here in Kansas City and I know Big Ox and I have talked about this because he he's even started the LAFC Midwest supporters group and that's how we linked up so there's supporters groups even across this country and I've even gotten messages from around the world it's insane to see how big the support is and you really do get to meet a lot of great people and learn a lot, especially. And then there's the safety in numbers. There's the travel. There's the, hey, sleep on my couch if you're coming out to town. Trust me on this. It helps. Um, the network is insanely cool. And that's credit to 3252 and really the individual groups working together so well. They do work together beyond it. Um, it's just a different vibe. You know, they're all brothers and sisters at this point. That's how cool it is um to be a part of the movement for sure roberto here we go portland talk hate portland so much agreed mark lopez showing his love for a tuesta as you see there carlos c throwing the portland hate get off my land my lawn uh yeah he hates them too uh roberto's portland kit isn't the worst carson has the worst nah portland's bad man that's special kind of bad I've seen my dog throw up that color before. I'm just saying it's bad. It's bad. Uh, <laughs> Carlos C. Portland jersey equals Grandma Mabel's plastic covered couches that the dog chewed on. Uh, <laughs> it's so ugly. Uh, Roberto Espinosa giving a good laugh on that one. Hooligan Ox 3252 talk. If you think about it, 3252 travels. Uh, the stadium that's being visited only gives them a certain amount of tickets and can be purchased to be in a way section. It's hard, guys, and some are so restrictive. They just don't get it. They don't get the culture. So it is sometimes really difficult difficult to get in, and they put a million different hoops in our, our burning hoops, let's be honest, that we have to jump through. So, yeah. <laughs> get off my lawn. Portland jersey looks like a plain jersey with spilled coffee. Like that tea stain effect that they put on old pillows, right? Like that. Uh, sweat stains from Carlos C. Yep, yep. Like you went running in Miami for two hours, right? That kind. Uh, get off my lawn. So if SG doesn't keep up their numbers, they get cut. There's always a possibility of SG taking members from each other. If you don't grow, I mean, again, viability is key. Stability is key right growth stability accountability it's probably the biggest thing accountability um yeah you know that's it, it you know 3252 is is stable for a reason we are where we are for a reason so yeah lsc wolf good evening ladies and gentlemen can't wait for sunday lfc got this it's time to win one game 
after five versus Portland. We got a keeper. We got a midfield. Defense looks great in attack on point. Exactly. Exactly. Now I just got to put it all to work against a team that is going to be much harder than Colorado this year. Hogan Ox, you're basically filling out a census for SGs. In a way. In a way. You know. True. Uh, digging the positive vibes. There it is. Uh, Chavez, Mar Henry was at Las Vegas Lights. So see Ibiaga starting over Henry. So Henry's getting minutes. That's good that they're they're keeping guys fresh that you know are going to be in the lineup anyways. So there it is. Uh, get off the line. I don't fill out my census either. Being an LAC fan is the biggest commitment I've made in this past 10 years. Yeah, it's a commitment. That's for sure. We've all got our stories there. Uh, Marvin Chavez is on the Palacios train for this match. Carlos C wants uh, Mario to start. Maybe Chicho, the only change. Oh, Roberto Espinoza, a poke over Moose off the bench any day. I agree, sir. <clears throat> and Latif off the bench. Beautiful things. Beautiful things happen when Latif comes off the bench. I'm just got to throw it out there. LCBs, I like to see Chicho start this Sunday. Since I saw Tony's cat make an appearance, made me think of Catwoman and maybe planning on seeing Batman. When is Batman coming out? I'm definitely going to see Batman. I'm in on that. It's out today. There. Today? Out. Yeah. Well, it today. came out. Oh, well, yeah. It came out oh, midnight. midnight. So I, yeah. So it's out. So if any of y'all want to see the new trilogy that they're going to come out with for the new Batman movies. So looks edgy. I'm down. Mm -hmm. Cool with me. Uh, haven't gotten a box, Bam. Box. Is he talking about Tim Tams? Yep. Is that what yeah. about? He wants his Tim Tams. Sorry, I ate them. Sorry, Ox. I ate your I'm Tim sorry. Tams. Ox, but if it has to pass through my home, it's never making it to you. It's just, just sorry, man, but I'll give you a box. You want the box? You have the box. I'll keep the cookies. It's okay. <laughs> They're amazing, by the way. Tim Tams are like on point. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying you'll eat a whole box in a night if you don't be careful Watch about these sort of things. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, David Briscoe, Portland kid is the most Portland thing ever. Among so many things related to that team right now, there ain't nothing pretty going on. That's for sure. Uh, and they earned a lot of the ire, so there you go. <laughs> Look at Ox having fun with that one as well. So there we go. We don't like Portland's kit. We don't like Portland's player. We don't like Portland's system. We just don't like Portland. There it is. Love the city. Don't love the club. Supporters are cool, though, I must say. Uh, a lot of good people up there. But we don't like your team. It's just that simple. So the rivalry continues. That is for sure. Thank you, everybody, for your comments today on point. Now, this comes a time, of course, we thank all of you guys for your amazing commitment to what we're doing here. Yeah, we went long. It was totally worth it. Of course, final comments of the day is where we're at. Araceli, since you are on the panel today, you get to lead off with your final thoughts of the day. Final thoughts. Again, thank you for having me on the show, and I hope to be on more shows in the future. I don't know when they will be, but like right now, it is 1 a.m. over here, so I am a little on the tired side, but I had a great time chatting with you guys, and definitely keep an eye out on the article. It should be coming out tomorrow. There we are. Araceli, you're a warrior for hanging out with us for an entire episode. You rock. Thank you so much for coming on. We're beyond thankful. And again, welcome to the team. We can't wait to hear the, read these articles in the, in the uh, 
few weeks. And of course, when you come out here, I'm sure there's going to be more stuff that you're going to set up as well. So you rock. Thank you for doing that. I'm going to throw this one now to Bam, since he was the last one to join us today. Yeah. Uh, Araceli, thanks again for coming on this episode. It's a pleasure actually to talk with you in person. Um, so obviously some other big news happened this week. Um, Harvey retired at the last game. Um, he, he was the last bench player that from our first starting 11 in Seattle, which four years ago today, me and Joseph were in Seattle having a few beers at a pub. I cut you that 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 day. I kid you not. There's a story behind that. (laughs) Yep. Yep. All, All I really remember from that night was a lot of rich, rich saying when I went up to the bar. Hey, such and such, have you met Bam? He's from Australia. Buy me a drink. I had the whole front yeah. office buying me drinks that night. It, w- it was an amazing trip. Well worth the oh, 40 hours we spent in Seattle, uh, 20 hours flying total. It was well worth it all. Um, yeah. so everyone at the- A blur. A blur, right, sir? Yes, <laughs> yes. And it's waking up for the game the next day and going, I can't drink anymore, but continue drinking. Um, to all, everyone in, in the chat, thanks for coming on again today. Um, if you're bored this weekend, I just noticed that um, hit up Monty because Monty's got the Sydney Derby on this weekend. So he's, he's Western Sydney Wanderers are playing Sydney FC in the A-League. So get on to Monty from the Expos, give him shit and all that kind of stuff. But it should be good. <laughs> always fun messing with monty it's so worth it he's 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 game for it that's what makes it so awesome exactly exactly i I mentioned to him during the week how does it feel you never be as cool as your son (laughs) it's so true none of us are as cool as his son that's the problem (laughs) love it love it thank you brother for that and yes pyramid brewing i believe is where we were at for that one uh so many good memories TIFO incidents as well, right, sir? Um, and then seeing a sleet storm at halftime and then owning it and getting the win. <sighs> what times? What amazing times. And the tunnel, right? The tunnel. Never forget that. Yeah. Oh, walking up up the, into the stadium, the noise was deafening. Right. Changing it. Really changing it. So good things. Tony, you have the floor, sir. So, again, have to do the first part of the say. Uh, vaccination cards and uh, 42 hour, 72 hour negative COVID. Um, but the good thing is the, I don't know if it passed today or will um, LA will have their no mat mask mandate anymore. So only in big areas. So you can wear them outside, inside. It doesn't matter anymore unless it's in a hospital or federal uh, building and stuff like that. So just, Leaving out there so when you guys are going to the game you don't like i can't get in because i didn't do this i just want to make sure you guys get in have a good time and make sure you get in there um remember our lac community is um welcoming to anyone doesn't matter your race your sexuality what you consider yourself we welcome anyone part of any of any side of the group around the world we love you as your as brothers as sisters as everything so just remember that no one's here to hurt anybody we're just here to enjoy the game we all grew up watching and playing 
and also let's just have fun Sunday. I'll see you guys early again. Have a drink with me and let's go LAFC. There we are. My final thoughts on this one again. Thank you everyone for putting up with the 90 minutes of madness that we put on for this episode. Yeah, we're pushing 90 people. There you go. Uh, whistle to whistle all the way. Uh, beyond thankful to Araceli, Bam, Tony for doing what you do. Araceli, I can't wait to read the article. I'm super excited about that. Ben, of course, will have his coverage on the weekend as well. So the, love what you're doing as well, Ben. Thank you to the faithful, always putting up the comments, keeping it honest on there as well. Honesty is a good thing. Uh, we do, You don't hold back, and we respect that. All good on that. Um, as Tony said, yes, respect is essential in LAFC in the 3252. If anyone's not feeling welcome, we're not cool with that. That's for certain. Um, also, I know that there is no intention to exclude anyone ever. Um, seeing what we've seen, um, I know that that things will work out the proper way. That's how it's done here. Uh, information will be shared that will need to be shared. I don't speak for any other people. They speak for themselves. And of course, if anybody has questions about what's going on with 3252, never, ever, ever hesitate. Talk to me directly. Talk to Tony directly. Talk to any of us directly. We're all an open book here. Um, so see me at the game. Talk to me at the game. I love having the conversations, whether it's football, whether it's culture, whether it's about our lovely city. Throw it my way. I love it. And of course, sharing a beer with all of you is always a pleasure. So we'll see you in the North End. We'll see you in Christmas Tree Lane. Of course, tradition as it dictates, we must all say the word of the day. So, Bam, I'll start with you. Word of the day, sir. Stay golden. Tony? Stay golden. Araceli? Stay golden. And from me to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles. for listening to the heart of lafc make sure to leave us a rating and review on itunes or stitcher shoulder to shoulder the black and gold is taking over